Just Earthly is a podcast for the nature lover, environmental enthusiast, outdoor adventurer, free spirit, and seeker. We belong outdoors, where we find union, belonging, inspiration, and at home with ourselves, each other, and our planet. We go inside to go outside. We go outside to go inside. We gather for self-healing, world healing, here on this earth. Welcome to the Just Earthly Podcast. My name is Mandy Metzger, founder of Interland Botanicals, and I'm your host. All right, I am so excited to introduce Alex Sayer, intuitive artist and Reiki master to the Just Earthly Podcast. Welcome, Alex. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you for having me, Mandy. I'm doing good. Good. So let's hop right in. Tell us about what you do. So I am an artist and I've recently started about two years ago painting auras after completing my Reiki master training. So that is my focus and what I am hoping to bring to the world. For listeners that may not know what an aura is, can you tell us what an aura is? Yeah, sure. So the aura is your energy. If you've ever felt like someone was in your personal bubble, this is your aura, your energetic field. And it extends at the maximum about the width of your arms spreading and then going over your head. Um, And then sometimes when we're feeling in a protective mode, it can kind of shrink and get a little smaller around us. Um, But it's tie it ties in with our entire body with our energy centers um the chakras if you're familiar with the chakra system um it ties back in with all of those and it's just like our glow so that's how i summarize the aura and i'm still learning myself so um it's very detailed i've been re- doing some reading and there's lots to learn still for me so that's a good way to describe it and it's actually interesting how if you how you said that if you put like your arms out about that's how big like how wide it is mm-hmm. it's like an egg shape an egg shape if you look if you look at yourself in the mirror when you're when you're doing that arm exercise it does look like an egg yeah i'm going to definitely do that after this <laughs> yeah <laughs> check out all the shape of my aura <laughs> um it's interesting do people come to you so you do humans human auras and plant auras so i'm curious yeah. do people come to you to paint their aura um like do you ever notice like some negative things that show up or i know with energy work too they say that you can have like holes or cords like energetic mm-hmm. do you sense those as well when you paint the auras i have not dived into trying to see the holes or these attachments what I believe I'm seeing is the emotional layer of the aura okay um, which is moving and shifting all the time and so whenever I'm sensing it I'm sensing different colors coming in if you know another person comes into that person's field I can see their like the colors change um, but what I try to do is sense what the color is and then allow the client to have their own interpretation with guidance from me on the chakras and what part of the body or emotional things that they need to be curious about about themselves like 
my main thing is that I don't want to come off as an expert and then scare people into like, I got to fix this. Like I want people to have a way to get curious about themselves. That isn't like just naming off what they're doing in their life. Because I think we do that enough already. We're very, I mean, me, myself, I'm very hard on myself. So this is more of like a, a way to get curious without like coming down on ourselves. That's really interesting. Um, I guess that's another thing to bring up is that from what I learned in Aura, and you just mentioned about how you see like that emotional layer, but we also mm-hmm. have like the other, we have other layers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious how this ties into plants. Okay, so any living thing has an aura, uh, even a rock. Um, places have auras, plants have auras, animals, anything that has life, you know. When you think about the building blocks of life being the atoms and how they're all moving around, like everything is energy, everything's moving around and interacting with one another at all times. Um, the reason I chose to focus my practices on observing an aura with plants is because plants don't talk back to me and tell me that I'm wrong, <laughs> one. And also, like connect, con- being able to connect with nature and just be in this like mindful state of awareness with just observing something and not trying to predict or just like just pure being there with it um, is something that just brings me inner peace. So, and I'm not one who can just sit with their thoughts and meditate in silence. So I need a focus. I need something to help me get there. And so that's what the plants, plant auras do for me. You know, that's what I noticed when I started doing crystal healing is that meditating and attuning to a crystal was so much smoother and easier for me than just sitting and meditating without nothing in my hands. Um, Yeah. And just recently, I felt called to do Reiki with a tree when I was... um, exploring in the Pacific Northwest. And it's really interesting because the place that I was in was so peaceful. But when I did Reiki with a tree, I felt like heat, like anger and anxiety, like this almost like swirl of anxiety. And it really threw me back almost because I'm like, why would this tree be feeling this way and Mm -hmm. um yeah it's 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 interesting that you like you you started to bring this work into what you do because it 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 is a thing where we look at a tree and we're like oh that thing doesn't have feelings you know or and you look at it and you're like it's just still it's not doing anything but then you see the wind move and all the leaves move and the fact that there's billions of bugs underneath the bark like yeah full-on communities of animals living there yeah 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 so I've been I've been experimenting more um not experimenting um building a relationship more yeah experimenting is is too but it's more like you you want to connect and get curious and yeah 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 I've picked up sadness from another tree as well, but I think that's because it was in a 
forest where a lot of hemlocks like around it were dying so I felt mm. almost as if like that grief and sadness from the trees like it's friends you know it's mm-hmm. systems um like just kind of pass like starting to pass and die so um I have yet unfortunately to find a tree that actually is like more of a positive emotion so um yeah what was your inspiration that led you into first like your own journey into this I know a lot of energy healers we have our own stories of how we stumble into this work um so I'm curious what your journey is and then also what inspired you to connect and paint auras of humans and plants yeah um so my journey started with yoga, being stuck in depression and anxiety, and just always feeling chaos, like, like the to do list was never ending, and just not feeling peace in my life. So I started with yoga. And I started out being a crystal skeptic, I was like, these things don't vibrate, they can't heal you. And now I'm obsessed, like I'm surrounded by crystals. And I love incorporating them into my healing and my intention setting and stuff like that. And, um, I really started to just be like, well, like what would happen if you just put your skepticism aside and just got curious about crystal healing? And what started me with that was my son, when he was about nine months old, was having really bad teething problems. And I had heard about the amber necklaces. And I was like, okay, let's just see what happens. Like, it's not going to hurt. It'll look cute. So I got him an anklet. (laughs) And I wore the anklet on him and we didn't have to use any medication. Like, he was good to go and I was like okay this is amazing and then I found a rose quartz that I started wearing around my neck all the time and noticed that I felt a lot more at ease and at peace in myself whenever I was wearing it versus when I would wear it and then take it off and then not wear it that day and I could realize that it was shifting some things um And so I got more into that. And then I found Reiki in 2018. I took my first Reiki one certification. And that really started unfolding just a lot of things for me, you know, being brought up in a conservative Christian um, Catholic house and being sent to just regular school where you're expected to like, be very like, polite and courteous to everybody and like, be so small and so not individualized like and my soul needed that I needed to be something unique and I've always felt called to be an artist um but that hasn't always been something I was willing to accept that I could do um until after I had my kids and I was like I have to do something for myself um so it started with that and then after I learned how to read auras in my Reiki master class, and that was the end of um, May 2020, I believe. My timeline is still not 100% rememberable from the pandemic, if I'm being totally honest. But I remember kind of questioning, you know, whether I would get the information. And just all these blocks kept coming up. And I was just like, there's no evidence of that. My wonderful therapist always asking me about finding evidence for the thoughts that are not helpful. So I was like, there's no evidence. Like maybe I can just try something new. And I really did think it was a crazy idea. Like 
I'm not going to see anything around this plant. It was a monstera cutting that I started out with. And I did see it and I was able to paint it. And every single painting that I've done after that has just shown me so much about how if we just let ourselves do things without that fear of judgment that we can really find so much empowerment and like, you know, peace and um, with that. So yeah, I'm still doing it. People still invite me to come paint auras. So I'm just riding the wave here. That's amazing. Yeah. With crystals, it I, it is interesting how just like having that openness to be able to just receive the experience for what it is, or maybe what it's not. And then just following curiosity. I feel like that was a big part of my journey into energy work is just having that little bit of curiosity and openness. Um, maybe not complete openness because I was skeptical about crystals too. Um, I got my first five at a shop downtown and I would sit them around me and I was like, well, worst case scenario, they're there for the purpose of like that association to these positive things. So if I looked at it, it would be like, like jet, for example, it's like very a light crystal and it's very, um, it's associated with like happiness and being uplifted. So I thought, well, if I look at that and I think about joy when I look at it, then worst case scenario, that's enough. Like do um a crystal healing training again because I was still curious because I felt like there's something to them. Um, like the more I worked with them, the more I was like, there is something to this. Like I've had I would have aha moments to some of my own healing and um some of the issues that were going on at the time. So yeah, it's interesting how just just that little bit of openness and curiosity to just kind of keep it going kind of helps right Mm -hmm. and it will keep it's like whenever you have openness and curiosity with a person and they're new and you're like okay well you know if I shut them off and I'm skeptical we're not going to be able to develop a relationship but if you're open and curious and you don't have expectations like that can blossom Yeah. yeah and expectations that's huge good point that is huge because I feel like when we have expectations, it gets, it interferes with our ability to really just receive like that experience or like that person as they are. So yeah. Yeah. That was a big lesson I learned through my aura painting because I noticed that if I started in my head to be like, "Hmm, well, if it's this color, like I started getting out of the moment and thinking like, well, if I see this color, then that means this. And I realized that I wouldn't be able to see it or sense it if I was in that mindset. Like I really had to be calm, not really thinking about much and just being the observer. Yeah. Interesting. When you do your paintings, do you share your experience with the other person or um, do you allow the other person to talk to you about yeah, so after typically what will happen, and it doesn't take long because seeing, and if you practice seeing auras, just like softly gazing around your object, um, if you know and you trust and stay open, it's really not 
easy, like it comes quickly. So the paintings don't take longer than 10 minutes. And then after I'm done with noticing the colors and painting the colors, then we kind of, the client and I worked together to be like, well, what could this mean for you? You know, because my relationship with color is going to be totally different than someone else's. Right. And I want to seem like I know what's going on in your life because I read your aura. Like people <laughs> are infinitely complicated. Things are always going on sometimes that we don't ourselves know about. So um, like I try to just be a guide and lead them in a direction and then because I feel like when we make the connections ourselves in our brains it's a lot more like potent of a lesson to remember when we come to those conclusions ourselves we're like dang I did that like look at that yeah you know like you're it's like your therapist telling you well could that be from this in your childhood versus letting you come to the conclusion yourself and making that connection Right. And then that connection is a lot deeper that way too. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Such a healing process. It sounds like. Um, And I want to be able to let people open up to me as much as they want to. I never want them to feel forced to share all their stuff with me. Yeah. Creating a safe space like that is very important. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex, I always like to ask everyone on this podcast, how do you heal through nature? Do you mind sharing that with us? Oh, yeah. Um, That is, I feel like there's, I'm never not healing through nature, you know. Um, Color is a big way, you know, nature is color. And it's amazing that we perceive this spectrum of color just because we have these rods and cones in our eyeballs. And you know, everybody has different kinds of rods and cones. And so we all see color differently. And when you look to color and appreciate like the symbolism of the color, it can kind of tap you into yourself. Like if I am observing the trees and I see like some golden rod and I see that yellow and I'm like thinking of my solar plexus and I'm like, oh, if that reminds me of that, like, what's there that are just like sending love there um and of course nature walks I love being outside I love just going out to my yard and looking close up and seeing what's there um you know even in weeds you know just identifying the weeds and seeing like some of them have medicinal properties and not that I can take every weed and make you know a tea from it because I have three dogs but you know just connecting with the fact that we are all made of the same stuff and I think that's pretty amazing so I try to bring nature in with plants and crystals and yeah yeah and with crystals, I feel like that is something that um a lot of times as we have them as allies in our healing that's one thing that Sometimes when I go to these crystal shops and there's just an abundance of crystals, um, sometimes in a more sterile environment too. um, It's one thing that I feel like I've become more aware of how crystals really are from the earth and nature. Most of them are not man-made. And just how we can have that appreciation 
between um like the journey of that crystal too mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much for sharing that with us Alex thank I- you for having me it's always a good practice very good throat chakra healing to talk about your your work and it's a opportunity that I don't get very often mostly because I'm just like a Scorpio in my little cave you know not wanting to be around anybody but I enjoyed talking with you today a lot thank you yeah would you like to share with us ways that people can connect with you Sure. So you can reach me on Instagram. That's like the only social media platform that I can handle right now. And it's at the aura painter with um, the little, what is it called? Little underscore. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The underscore aura underscore painter. And then alexsayer.com is my website where you can shop prints and um, yeah, stay up to date with my offerings. So that's awesome. I will also be linking all those ways into the description here on the podcast and on the YouTube video. Um, so easy way to just click on that and take you to what you do. So yeah, and I have an events page on my website so you can see my upcoming events, uh, which I'm looking forward to. So yeah. Okay, that is actually another question I was going to ask you. You are based out of Pennsylvania. So do you travel to do these or is it just Pennsylvania? Mm -hmm. Or tell us about that. I have been to New Jersey, Asbury Park. Um, I've been to Blackwood, New Jersey. I'll pretty much go anywhere where I think that, you know, I'm going to be getting people who are interested. And oftentimes it's other women-owned businesses that are along the same lines of you know loving crystals and into the energy stuff um which is really beautiful to like connect with community that way um and going to be going I have an event scheduled in Delaware which will be my first one in Delaware so excited to have three states on the map yeah you're traveling all around the northeast doing these before yes yeah all Well, thank you so, so much again, Alex, for being here, for sharing your story and keep doing amazing things. Oh, thank you, Mandy. Thanks for having me.